The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Yeah, welcome in, pro wrestling fans, here on a weekend edition of Busted Open, podcast edition. I'm Ryan McKittle, and joining me on this Saturday, got my co-host, the Hall of Famer, the one and only Bully Ray, and we jump into last night's Texas death match between Adam Hangman Page and Adam Cole in what was a banger. We also, speaking of bangers, with Saturday edition of Busted Open, if we didn't give you our weekly winner for the best show that was in professional wrestling, and... We talk about the incomparable Charlotte Flair and her ability to do just about anything. This is Busted Open. Sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. It's 420 Somewhere Nation. Let's get it in. It's a Saturday. It's a weekend edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan Ed's Bully, and we are rolling along here, no pun intended, on this edition. About halfway through, Bully, but we got plenty more heading the nation's way. We got callers abound, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. We are talking Friday nights, and we are currently talking about that death match last night on Rampage in the main event. We've covered it from Adam Cole's perspective. We've covered it from uh, gimmick match perspective, burning through the oil a little too quickly from Tony Khan's perspective. What about Hangman Page and his perspective bully it feels like one thing i do love about aew they give all their champions uh proper time to run with the ball proper time to tell their stories proper time to have their run uh so to speak but we talked about the roster expanding samoa joe is there now we obviously have danielson boxley punk MJF, Jericho, the list is stupid. It is a stupid, stupid list. You can even throw Eddie Kingston in there if you really want to because that guy is about as over as they come in that company right now, right? So, so many options they could go. Um, But in terms of Hangman Page, are are we nearing the end of his championship run? Where do you think this goes? Where do we go with Hangman Page over the next, I don't know, say three, four months? So I know that Hang Adam Page is my AEW World Heavyweight Champion, but uh-huh. I just don't feel like he's the World Heavyweight Champion. I don't feel like we get enough of Page. So I'll stop right there. Okay. Yes or no? Um. Or do you feel like I, we get him in right I, doses? I don't. I think we get him in right doses. He feels like the champion to me. He's had the belt for a while. He's had uh, good matches to back it up. It might just be that you know what. 
Like maybe it's just like you talk like when you went into ROH and you, I mean he's not a young boy anymore, right? He's not. Like we know that. Like I was at some of his first matches at our anniversary show in fourteen or fifteen in Vegas, whatever the hell it was. It doesn't matter, right? Maybe it's the fact that we still subconsciously kind of view him as that. Like with that such that that roster is so stacked that we look at Paige and it's just kind of like, yeah, he's champion, but is he really the champion? And a fucked up thing to say, but maybe that's where we're sitting. That's kind of what I'm saying. I also think he needs something looming over him. See, a lot of the baby faces in AEW don't have ominous heels looming above them who pose foil. Correct. You were talking, you were talking about McMahon in Austin, a real threat is Adam Cole. A real threat. When you watch Cole versus Page in a Texas death match, you're just sitting back and wanting to see an interesting, fun, crazy Texas death yeah. match. There's no real emotion tied to Cole or Page. The emotion is to the blood and guts, the holy shit moments. What are they going to do next? That's where the emo- we need to emotionally invest more in Adam Page by having some type of heel loom over him i was more invested in adam page against lance archer than i was adam page and adam cole i wish that they would take and i don't know who the right i'll just plug in billy gunn right now even though billy gunn is not the right one for this a veteran like a billy gunn who knows how to breathe down the neck of a, of a hangman Adam page and put him in uncomfortable situations in which he's got to fight back from, but more importantly, in which the fan base genuinely wants to see him fight back from not just do his finish or whatever, where they want to say they're willing him to fight and overcome. That's my point. So I know he's my champion, but I don't feel like, other than having some really great matches, I don't feel like I have a world champion who's really overcoming anything. Well, I mean, feel free to disagree. Feel free to disagree. No, I no. Mean- listen, I say it's understand. You know, I say it's understandable because I'm feeling some of that too. There's definitely a, a foil, and I don't know if it's storytelling. Uh, I don't know what it is. There's definitely that that foil that seems to be lacking. I suppose CM Punk could be that, but he need he would need to go heel, and 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 I don't I don't know if that's the move. Lord knows, um, you know he he can be a great villain, uh, but I don't think that's the role for him right now. He's been making uh, references to the strap. I suppose you could just do a straight up straight up you know story, uh, just you know, just good old pro wrestling page versus punk. And maybe there's something that you could do there, but uh, I'm with you. There definitely needs to be a shadow looming over Adam page and, and a good heel would be the route to go. I disagree. I, 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 from this standpoint, I definitely think Adam uh, Cole was more compelling than Lance Archer just because of their history at ROH and how they used to be together. And there is, there is that emotion and rivalry there. So from that standpoint, uh, I like that more, but I mean, bully can't expect, uh, the majority of your, of your fans to understand that history and to share that sentiment like I do. Let me put this one in, in a perspective that I think you'll get, even though there's a little bit of an age difference between us. Growing up, yeah. um, Bob Backlund was the WWF world champion. 
you know, very, yeah. you know, lo- not a lot of personality, just uh, a guy who would go in there, give it his all, rah, rah, I'm going to do my best for the people. But Backlund was a champion for like seven years. It was constant sellouts Crazy. in the gardens. And what the WWF did was they fed him heel after heel after heel to the point where you just, come on, Bob, fight back. And then they fed him snooker and you wanted to see Backlund just kill snooker and move out of the way of the splash. Like it was all about your emotional investment in Backlund. That's what I want to have in Paige. I want to have real emotional yeah. investment in Paige. I want to have real emotional investment in my baby faces, no matter where they are. And the only way you get real emotional investment is by having monster heels. The WWF just came out with a series called Evil. They didn't come out with a series called Good. They came out with a series <laughs> called Evil because good is dumb. What movie? <laughs> good is dumb. I don't know. You, I, I, I usually have simpatico with you. What is, what, what is it from? Spaceballs. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. In fairness to me, okay. I saw Spaceballs probably twenty five years ago. But bully, I am a Star Wars fan right now. I'm surrounded by Star Wars memorabilia. I didn't see my first Star Wars movie until twenty fifteen in The Force Awakens. True story. That's your first Star Wars. That was my first Star Wars. I tried to get into it as a kid, but like I had had Jurassic Park by 1993 and like it was for me, it was like special effects. Right. So I would go back and I'd see Star Wars from 78 or whatever. And it just looked old and dated to me. So it didn't latch on. I don't have the nostalgia of it. But when I heard Ford was coming back, it was a part of Americana. I knew Darth Vader. I knew, you know, uh, a job of the hut. I knew like Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia were brother and sister. I knew the whole story because it's a part of the american fabric i knew at some point i dive in man i couldn't go my whole life and not be a star wars fan i'm just a little bit of an outlier a little bit of a tommy dreamer reference here on a saturday morning busted open <laughs> you said job of the hut yeah yeah is that where you go with that uh well okay. i pop for that I'm my for point that. Is, my, my point is this listen Listen, Jesus can't <laughs> blow a comeback if the devil ain't got no heat. I know you don't believe in Jesus, but you yeah. do believe in the devil, but you get my point, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's Easter. God, don't strike me down. Anyway, um, and, and that's what I'm saying. I would like, um, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just throw myself in there. Like, if, if I was to okay. work with, at, with, with uh, a hangman Adam Page, I would impose oh. my will on him to the, to the point where people were salivating for him to just punch me in the mouth, not hit a move, not grab the barbed wire chair, put him in a, in a position where he, that he has to fight back from underneath any great hero throughout history always fights back from underneath. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind. He was wind. He was looking to make a deal. The Devil Went Down to Georgia is one of the greatest songs ever because it's classic good versus evil. The devil opened up his case and he rosined up his bow and he, you know, like I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it, Ryan, (laughs) because what happened? Shine, heat, comeback, finish. The devil got a shit ton of heat on Johnny. And then what did Johnny do? Johnny had to blow a comeback. That's right. Well, let's do this then. 
Let's put the let's put the belt on uh, Cole. Let's have Red Dragon get involved. Let's have it be a little dastardly sort of situation, and let's have uh, Hangman Chase right just for a little bit to to build that emotion, right? Because wouldn't that help both uh, parties involved? It gives Cole uh, what so many of the Cole fans have wanted. You know, you put the strap on him, he gets that shine, the main event sort of uh, tip of the cap, and it gives Paige a little bit of a wrinkle, a little bit more emotion there for the chase, and that's something that can satiate us for the next half a year. Can't just put a strap on somebody because the people want it. You, you, you can't do it. You have to put a strap on a guy because you feel like he's going to sell a ticket, sell something, an ass in a seat, a pay-per-view buy, a T-shirt, a something. I love the idea of – I'm a big fan of the chase in wrestling. I love heel champions where baby faces have to chase. And then, the, yes. and then when you have the right baby face – he finally wins, but you have to have a babyface world champion that are that are the people are willing to see retain. And Ryan, that's hard in pro wrestling. Only the Hogans of the industry. I can't even say the Austins or the Rocks because those guys were never babyface. They were always babyface heel, babyface heel. They could go in between. I will say Austin is closest to Hogan. I'll Backland even closer to Hogan. Here's my point. You pay to see them win, which is one thing, because it's all about the chase. Beat, beat the heel, beat the heel, beat the heel, get the belt. But then once you got the belt, now what? Do you pay to see these guys retain? People paid to see Bruno retain. People paid to oh, see yeah. Black Backland retain. People paid out the wazoo for a four-minute big boot leg drop one, two, three special from Hogan <laughs> every night. You paid for four for minutes. For 10 years, probably more. You 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 paid for one song. But they still pay. You know? So um, paying to retain. So it's like, if you're telling me that you want to put the belt on somebody, it's all about that ability to draw. I I, I think I love Adam page. I was a fan of hangman Adam page from his ring of honor days. Um, Watching him, you know, mature. I just wish that that was that brooding heel to come in and absolutely destroy him. Like a Lance Archer. He's a heel, but he's not dead. Dead buddy. Oh no! I, I, I was gonna. I was. I tend to do that. Bully, <laughs> bully can see me on the other time, but other side of the zoom, and then I, idea strikes me, and I start making hand movements. Yeah, no, no. I, I want you to talk. Like I want there. you to get the idea yeah. out. Well, well, uh, we have a man we have not mentioned that is, I would imagine, set to some point that could potentially be that foil, Kenny Omega. I I just don't know. Uh, yeah. Who I want really? you want to know who you want to know who I want to see breathe down hangman Adam Page's neck? Apparently not Kenny Omega. Miro. Ooh. Okay. I want to see a guy that gets it. I'm okay. not trying to say I Kenny like doesn't get it, but I No, no, I know. I, I get it, yeah. I, I've seen Kenny and Hangman. I've been there. I'm sure Kenny's gonna come back for it. I think Kenny's more useful to the company as a baby face, actually, right now. Um, 
I want to see this imposing, brooding heel breathing down, whether it's for a championship or not. But you, you, you need to have, listen, heels are the most important um, wrestlers in the business. With, you know, Foil. I, yeah. And it's, hey, 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 you know what? It's, it's not just, bro, it's not just pro wrestling. It's mixed martial arts and fighting, too. Anderson Silva wasn't a draw until Chael Sonnen came along and lit that fire and gave the venom and created the interest, right? You can have dominant champions that run roughshod for five years, and they don't draw because they're they're not the ones with the personality. Bully, the villains are the ones with the personality. They're the ones that are the foil in so many, in, in, in wrestling or com, other combat sports. Without Hans Gruber... John McClain yep. just goes back to Nakatomi Plaza, hooks up with his wife, Holly, and probably gets remarried. That's a different movie. No, that's yeah, that's the, behind that the, 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 that's behind we, the, 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 the old swinging saloon door. At the but old, I'm saying, uh, no, Hans Gruber, Die place. Hard. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, by the way. Yes. So we need yes, the Hans Gruber's yes, of is. the world. We need the Darth Vader's. We need the, you need these heels. Otherwise, you got these pussified good guys who are useless <laughs> preach ho 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 now i've got a machine now, gun absolutely now, a christmas movie do i do i think that there are certain guys in aew who could be that heel i tell you what alistair alistair what's his name black alistair black can do it malachi black malachi preach, black house of black and the, and that package we saw this week i completely on board that another like. guy that they are not yes. doing enough with he comes in with all this pomp and circumstance uh, and now he's on tv every once in a while what the fuck are you doing with that. this guy <laughs> this guy don't belong on tv every once in a while malachi black is a freaking star and not just him brody fucking king and Buddy Matthews, like, when you talk about the house I'm not on board brother, with those two names. I'm sorry. I'm not as on what? board with those two names as I am with Malachi. Oh, okay. I okay, get your well, fair point. enough. That's why he, he's the leader of the House of Black. Yeah, no, but it's a badass faction led by one of the most badass motherfuckers in pro wrestling in Malachi Black. You're saying the F word too much this morning, Ryan. I blame you. <laughs> your fault the day before east the devil it's 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 the devil and bully ray here on a saturday <laughs> a saturday easter sunday edition sort of of busted open oh lord i want to hear the devil the... went down to georgia can i want to sing it that's what i want to do yes. i want to sing the entire song Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. 
Weekly Winter Time Hour 3 is here. I'm Ryan. That is Bully Ray. And another great week of professional wrestling to dive into. And we start on Monday, Bully. I know that caller chimed in on Monday and had his thoughts about the Miz and Cody Rhodes. But I loved it. I love what Cody has brought to Monday nights uh, along with the likes of AJ Styles and Bianca Belair and RK Bro doing what they're doing. Uh, Monday just continues to put on one of the best shows in pro wrestling. And I think, you know, Cody and that story, granted, I don't know how much they have after that story, but right now I'm here for it. And Cody's killing it. Monday Night Raw's killing it, bully. Raw has been considerably better moving into WrestleMania, yep. coming out of WrestleMania. Yep. I like what I see. Um, even the, 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 the hijinks and the goofy stuff, like with the 24 yeah. seven championship and the little love affair between yeah. Reggie and Dana and, and, and even more than that with some, and Tazawa, I, I find myself laughing out loud, not just chuckling. <laughs> I like what I see right. with RK bro. I love what they're doing with the tag championships, at least for right now. Cody is doing a great job. I think. They're doing uh, as good of a job as they have in in recent memory. So, uh, yes, Raw was a good show this week. Yeah, we go to Tuesday. I think NXT is starting to find their footing. But, you know, again, um, I, I don't know. I don't think that we're – I don't know if we're ever going to be approaching weekly winner territory again for NXT. Um, and, you know, we'll see what the takeover and some of the standalone shows. But on a week-to-week basis um, – they still got a lot to figure out. They're definitely feeling more and more like a developmental, uh, I guess, league system than it ever has been before. But everyone over there, you know, doing their best and, and putting on really good matches in between. But for me, um, not even in the stratosphere of weekly winner. Uh, that's unfortunate because you go back a couple years ago and it felt like uh, AEW and NXT were going back and forth on weekly winners seemingly every week. But such is not the case. Uh, these days as we talk about AEW we go over to Wednesday night uh, that was a stacked show bully kick off the show with CM Punk and one of my favorites in the world Pentagon really for me a uh, bit of a dream match to kick off of a, a Wednesday night edition of Dynamite love that they had a tag team championship match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus taking on Red Dragon then of course that main event we talked about with Joe and Suzuki granted uh, we don't, I don't even know the big man's name the, the ending with the gigantic human being that came but okay that was a little bit wonky but uh solid show on wednesday night how come you skipped over my opinion on nxt on tuesday but you want to hear my opinion on wednesday did you have an opinion on tuesday uh i you you wouldn't know because you wouldn't ask you didn't ask me <laughs> i guess i just assumed I guess, you're setting I yourself up you're setting yourself <laughs> up for people listening to kill you on social media because they're like see ryan just wants to skip over nxt and just hear all about aew my point okay, about nxt is this when I watch NXT, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it for what it is because it's what it was supposed to be from day one. Hunter's version of NXT was never uh. supposed... Our eyes were never supposed to see that despite the fact that we all loved it. This is what it is. It's a well, true developmental. It, yeah. It's a true developmental. Yeah. And I watch it through a different set of eyes and I am entertained by the things that I see on NXT. I think they're getting it right with Braun Breaker. Um, him being yes. the, the, the number one, uh, I'm, I'm big on, on solo yes. on. So the, the Samoan kid, 
uh, yep. that, who I think will be, a, could be an interesting part of the bloodline sooner than later. Yep. So there are talents there that I am high on. Uh, I agree with you with Dynamite. I enjoyed Punk and Penta, and I enjoyed uh, Joe and uh, Suzuki. Uh, somebody uh, said to me that they did not, uh, this was actually somebody in the business. Uh, they said, wow, that was that was a horrible match between Joe and and uh, Suzuki. I'm like, no, it wasn't. What? I'm like, it was just a, a straight up battle of attrition. My chop versus your chop. Who's going to give up first? And <clears throat> I'll let I'll let you know, for those of you who don't, I hope I get the names right, because you know how my memory is sometimes. I believe it was Kenta Kobashi versus uh, Kensuke Sasuke in the Tokyo Dome, and this might be going back like 20 years, two Japanese okay. legends of pro wrestling. That's how they basically started off their match with the war of attrition chop fest and the Tokyo Dome ate it up. And then Joe did that same opening in Ring of Honor with, with Kobashi, I believe, and the Ring of Honor crowd ate it up. And the AEW crowd ate it up the other, the other night on Dynamite. It just... That I liked the psychology of that match because that's like a Japanese kind of it's it, it can be taken as strong style. It's just a Japanese psychology of here's my best shot. You hit me with your best shot. It might take a hundred of my best shots, but let's see who's going to give up first. Nothing wrong with it. So I enjoyed both matches. I hated the ending of Dynamite despised, hated. Yeah. I thought it was a Katie Vick moment. Katie Vick moment being, we just see an excellent match. And then all of a sudden we rolled into this storyline or ang which people <clears throat> did not like to sink their teeth and just wound up um, turning their back on. Uh, I, I didn't agree with the lights out, lights on. Uh, I don't agree with that guy coming in after that match. I, that should have been Joe's moment to shine. Uh, so that's my thoughts on Dynamite completely agree with you on that in terms of the finish uh that was absolutely joe's moment and you know what it, 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 not just that but the the great video packages we got from malachi black and darby allen as well as a trios match between the jericho appreciation society and uh, uh kingston santana and ortiz great stuff back and forth with mjf as well like and dean there was so much to like about that i hate that you know the the ending which i agree it, it it made no sense and it took away from joe's moment right that's obviously what it was supposed to do but um it just didn't fit in the whole scheme of things in terms of the the art of it all and my biggest takeaway from dynamite last week was the excellent piece of business done with af wardlow and captain sean dean if there's yes. one thing that aew is getting very right just like I want to wring Tony Khan's neck on his use of Christian, <laughs> I want to shake Tony Khan's hand on his use of Wardlow. They are pushing Wardlow the right way. Week after week after week of Austin-esque appearances where you invest, you invest yourself only into him more and more. Now we're panning to the during MJF segments or MJF matches, and we're seeing people laid out, and all of a sudden people are popping 
because they know Wardlow's in the house. Meanwhile, they haven't even seen Wardlow yet. That's when you know you're doing something the right way. I love this segment. Everybody got over. Captain Sean Dean gets a win via countout. MJF gets more heat. Two. Wardlow gets yeah. more over. Yeah. I mean, it takes a gazillion guys to hold Wardlow back. I felt like... Uh, I felt like uh, when when the security came running down, I felt like I was playing that video game Karate Champ from back in the day where guys just came at you and you just kick them and punch them. people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Real, real good stuff. Obviously, Jarek is, you know, was good. Uh, Shout out to Chris Sorfazi the other night in Asbury Park. Phenomenal show. Just saying that. If the show sucked, I'd say it because I'd say it to my friend's face. Fozzie put on a great show, highly entertaining. Chris looks nice. great, sounds great. The band sounded great. I was with a couple of friends who had never seen Fozzie before, who walked away, new Fozzie fans. Real good shit from Chris and the boys. Very cool. Speaking of uh, live music, you making that trip uh, out to Vegas to see your boys in the Scorpions? We going to get in, Bully Ray? Uh, you know what? Just a couple of things, other things came up, and I'm not going to be able to make it out to Vegas for uh. that, which I'm very disappointed by um so we'll keep the seat we'll keep the seat warm for you though yes i'll keep the pizza <laughs> literally i'll keep the pizza hot for you <laughs> oh that's so right. what about so wait a pizza. minute so what about smackdown for you well as we move from wednesday that's right we head into smackdown listen i it was what it was um i don't think it was a particularly amazing show by any uh, stretch of the imagination, I am very much enjoying the uh, reintroduction of Lacey Evans and what she's bringing in. Um, I'll tell you this. I can't believe I'm mildly interested in Madcap Moss. So Vince McMahon and, uh, you know, the WWE are proving me wrong in that regard. Uh, that uh, That is an interesting story to watch. We'll see how they take them. I'm not fully invested, but um, there might be something there with Madcap Moss, depending on what they decide to do with the character. I'd like to go back to Lacey for a second. So last week yeah. we saw the first vignette on her and me and Dave loved it because it's her real life story. Oh, yeah. And I would never want to take away from her real life story. But did you believe this week that they laid it on a little thick? Well, the story is a heavy story. It's one that you have to, you know, obviously navigate waters that you have to be careful with. I mean, I could see why someone would feel that. I don't. Net personally feel that way only from the standpoint of that's the route they chose to go right and when that's the the, the highly personal uh you know backstory with everything you know steeped in truth when you go that way you got to go all the way and if it gets you know if it gets a little too heavy or a little too well whatever the phrasing was that you used um that's just gonna have to be one of those things that we deal with but uh I, i'd rather have it than not have it bully if that makes sense halfway through Lacey talking, I almost said to myself, wow, I I wonder if fans are looking at this like, okay, you know, we all have our problems also. And then (laughs) as soon as the Lacey promo was over, Natty comes on on screen and says, okay, enough. We all got our problems. And I was like, whoa, that's exactly what I'm thinking to myself that fans are thinking. So it's almost like I would have loved the initial promo that we got from Lacey last week where she lays it all out. And now when she comes face to face with a Natalia in a locker room, 
Natalia's the one going, oh, woe is me. Oh, Lacey had it so hard. Now, when Natalia reminds of, of the Lacey story, now you feel bad for Lacey that somebody's rubbing her face in it. So I was kind of yeah. in the middle this week with Lacey's, Lacey's stuff, despite that it's real and it works. I just thought yeah. it was too much of the same from last week. And I'm wondering if people are like, eh, I got my problems too. Understandable, understandable. My favorite thing, though, from uh, SmackDown, unquestionably, was the the way the show kicked off between the Usos and RK, bro. The Usos seem on one. Randy Orton just, you talked about the evil series and how he just snaps into character. He does it on that episode where he's like, you know, he pumps himself up. He gets his veins going. Like, you can see the transformation. You saw a little bit of that on Friday. Just a very, uh, a very engaged uh, Randy Orton, along with all the other players in that segment. I love that opening segment on Friday. And then as we talk about Friday, we head over to Rampage. Uh, again, uh, being bully in terms of a one-hour show, um, I just I was supremely entertained, and probably because it was one hour, and it's very easy to sit through a, a one-hour show, and then you kind of you anchor it with an AEW World Championship match with the Texas Death Match. Um, I know we've talked plenty about it, but I love the match. Um, I, anytime you put two guys that you know we have been watching for ten years or whatever, and Cole and Page, and they share that history, and they go out there and have a main event on primetime television for the AEW World Championship. Yes, we can screw Titan. Yes, we can nitpick, but the facts are the facts two of the next generation going to war in a bloody match for the prestigious aew world championship on a friday night i'm not gonna hate on that back to smackdown for a minute uh big fan of the usos i love their finishing yeah. move it is freaking awesome yes uh, <laughs> um friday night rampage huh, I, yeah huh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big fan of the one and done uh Imagine uh, that. Um, Rampage, good show. Much like you, I found yeah. the main event to be highly entertaining. Uh, but my weekly winner is... It, and despite the fact that they only remember the finish, and the finish of Dynamite sucked, my weekly winner is Dynamite. And I think my weekly winner is Dynamite for the angle, the, the whole segment of MJF, Wardlow, and, and Dean, and Spears. We can't leave Spears out of there because he does great work also. Yeah. I, I really like Punk. I really like Punk and Punk and Penta. I really like Joe and Suzuki. But the entire MJF angle, I thought, went really well. There was enough in the beginning, middle, and end of the show to give Dynamite my weekly winner. Yeah, bully. Uh, surprise, surprise. But uh, I'm right there with you as we talk about weekly winner. AEW uh, Dynamite is running roughshod in the professional wrestling world. Again, the question can be asked, right? Are they burning through stuff too quickly? It is a fair question. We are asking it regularly, but right now we're in the midst of them burning through it, and damn it, I'm here to enjoy it. That's not to say, again, Monday Night Raw, really good show. Much better than I thought than SmackDown was, even with that awesome lead-in that we had with the tag teams. Um, there was just too much to ignore 
from Wednesday, right? CM Punk and Pentagon kicking off the show, an AEW World Tag Match, the Tag Team Title Match that featured Red Dragon, which wasn't even a possibility three months ago. The work that you just pointed out with Wardlow, MJF, and Sean Dean, that's not even mentioning. We didn't even talk about the tag match between Starks, Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland, which, bully, that had Mark Henry's uh, signature all over it. That Hobbs splash in the corner, that is Mark Henry to the core. I thoroughly enjoyed that tag match. That's how good the show was. We didn't even talk about that tag match yet. Didn't stick out to me as much. Uh, well, that's because the show was so good, right? I it mean, just it didn't just stick out to me. As I, 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 I thought it was good. I, uh, yeah, I would have done. I would have done the match a little. No big deal. I didn't throw yeah. it in there because it didn't stick out as as much to me as the other stuff. Starks' uh-huh. hometown. I would have built more yep. to Starks. I, I don't know if I... I don't know if Keith Lee is where Keith Lee needs to be. So I'm going to just lay out... Listen, I was one of the first ones to tell LaGreca there's something wrong with Keith Lee. Not like there's something wrong with him. Like he's not able to find himself the way he was able to find himself in NXT. I said that when they called him up to the main roster, and I still believe that now. I still believe Keith Lee needs to find who find who Keith Lee was in NXT and bring him to AEW. Don't see it yet. All right. Well, hopefully that uh, that is something that will change because I got to be honest, I don't entirely disagree with you, right? Uh, maybe Shaw, uh, Swerve Strickland uh, on some level, maybe he fits into that puzzle. Maybe we'll see something uh, down the road, but no question, Keith Lee is an absolute wrecking machine, and uh, I would imagine he will be uh, highlighted sooner rather than later in the proper ways and alleviate some of the concerns that Bully Ray has there on that side of things. So AEW Dynamite getting our weekly winner. When we come back, let's talk about the one and only Charlotte Flair. That's right. The woman's goat was on Friday Night Sound last night. The question is, does he make us care any more about this rivalry with Ronda Rousey. We'll talk about when we come back here on a Saturday edition of Busted Open. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Bust open, train rolling along. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is, of course, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Joining the show. No, you see, not me. I'm not a quitter because quitting is not in my DNA. You want to know it? You want to know what is in my DNA? Win! Submitting competition for over a decade. Actually, you don't deserve to interview me. Get out of my ring. Now. Little Corday coming back on us today. We got the time today's player. She's got the time as well. But man, bully, I love me some Charlotte Flair. Love, undeniably, the best at what she does. And I do not even know if the best can salvage my interest in Ronda Rousey at this point. Bully, I want to like Ronda. I've known Ronda since before she even got in the UFC. I was in every single one of her fights. I covered every single one of her fights. I've interviewed her. I wanted to see her do well. Um in in pro wrestling, I remember when she went to the PWG show and kind of got reintroduced to pro wrestling by a mutual friend of ours, was kind of led to her run in the WWE. There's so much about Ronda I want to like, but also knowing Ronda, I know how bad of an actress she is. And she hasn't been done favors in the WWE in terms of sending her, number one, sending her out there without any help. That was number one. I think that's a huge mistake. I think she needs a manager. Number two, trying to make this woman a baby face. She's not. She is not a baby face. It's not her personality. It's not what fits her role. Um, And she's definitely not translating through on the television. And if Charlotte Flair can't get me interested in a feud with Ronda Rousey, anyone can. So for me, it's not a story right now about Charlotte Flair. This is a story about Ronda Rousey and something needed to change and quickly, at least in my opinion. You think that change is going to (laughs) happen? I mean... (sighs) <sighs> who's going to talk for her? Uh, the, the, the obvious guess is Paul Heyman, but let's forget about Paul. Let's well, just say Paul's not available. Yeah. Now what? I think the next best option is someone like Sonya Deville. A little bit of an MMA background. You can maybe form a faction and do something like that. Um, you, you just, you got to do something. You have to do something or just limit her talk on the microphone. Stop sending her out there for these standing in the middle of the ring live promos. Do do more pre-cut uh, stuff. Do 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 less talk and more arm breaking. I don't know. Less less frills, if you will. Right. Just bring the pain. That's what Rhonda is good at. That is what she does. And when she's pissed off, and you know what? Maybe this. Maybe you know what. Give Charlotte a couple talking points. I, this, I don't know the exact situation of backstage and how it works, but here's what I know about Rhonda. Rhonda in an unscripted environment 
is dynamite. She is apricot keg. If you piss her off or if you give her something to run with, she will cut a promo that will have your butthole puckering. I know because I've been there. And her sister is a journalist. People don't know that about Rhonda. Her sister is a, an author and a journalist, so she knows journalists. I remember interviewing Rhonda at different points and her seeing through everything I was trying to do. Very astute, very aware, and very quick-witted, and we're not seeing any of that in the WWE. It's because much like the way she works in the ring, it's almost like I can see her think. I can see her think the way she's working out her moves. I can damn see she, uh, hear it and see it when she's on a microphone. Maybe the issue is just give Charlotte some personal things to, to the, for Rhonda uh, to attack her on. Don't tell Rhonda about it, and that let, let Rhonda react to it naturally. Now you've got your solution. Boys Bravo, Ryan. Thank you, sir. Bravo. Thanks, <laughs> Good for you, young man. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you do. You put her yeah. in an uncomfortable situation so she's forced to fight back. Back yes, the dog yes. into the corner. Eventually, it's going to fire up on you. Don't tell like her what it. you're going to say. Uh, there have been plenty of times, and, and, I, and, and I've done this physically in the ring. Sometimes you're in the ring. I've done this with Tommy so many times. Sometimes Tommy is like a sloth out there. So I'd back Tommy up into the corner. I'd smack him in the face as hard as I could. He would get so mad and fire up on me. I'm like, all right, finally, let's go. <laughs> Have something in your back pocket verbally with Rhonda that you know is going to get under your skin. You know, cut your promo on a submission match, blah, blah, blah. By the way, Rhonda, have you really ever gotten over your losses in the UFC or do you still lose sleep over them? Ooh. How is it like... uh... It re- reference the 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 for us in the mixed martial arts world after she lost to holly holm she ran through lax with the jacket over her face she didn't want to be seen she was embarrassed right reference that but don't tell her that you're going to reference it right piss her off and she will give you gold because she is emotional she is violent and she again is quick-witted and she, uh, she can up she can speak i know the woman can speak I just wonder that if she need everything needs to be approved with her. I don't know. I don't That's know. That's my thing. So yep. Maybe everything yep. has to be approved. Maybe she doesn't want people to go towards well, certain things. Maybe she is a little too, um, you know, sensitive about certain issues. Okay, fine, un- understandable. But I'm just not getting it- enough out of. Is it fine? Is it fine when you're floundering and we're like, "Yo, you suck," and this company is giving you millions of dollars? I, I don't think it's okay. There it's not are- okay for me. There are there are issues out there. L- listen, you didn't like the Jeff Hardy stuff, right? About the alcoholism, right? Oh no, I hated it. Yeah, right. I, I love yeah, it. No. Okay. M- what I'm saying is, it, it's personal thing that mm-hmm. dr- is so real that you can turn it. Go ahead. Well, no, the uh, yes, and I get what you're saying. Personal is good, right? Real is good. My, my issue with the WWE is I knew they weren't going to do jack shit with it. If it was a four-month, five-month, ten-month story that was backed up by matches and emotions and it would had a redemption story, it wasn't. It was just some bullshit, you know, little, well, let's try this. Throw this at a wall and see if it sticks. They tried to get some legs out of it. It just didn't hit with me. And you need the matches to back it up. And for me, that doesn't ever happen. Rarely happens in the WWE. I thought that they invested a lot of time with Jeff and Sheamus in that story. Might not like mm-hmm. how they went about. But my, my point yeah. is we like real, right? Yeah. But some guys, yes. 
can't, some guys can't girls. There are certain things that they just, they don't know how to react to it. It's entirely too personal to them and they don't want it out there. You know much more about Ronda Rousey than I do. She is a sensitive person when it comes to certain things, yes? Highly, yes. Her her losses in the UFC is not something that she's ever really been truly to put behind her, right? No, she left. When she left, she stayed gone. So it's probably not a comfortable, even though it's such an (laughs) easy button that everybody knows should be pushed. They probably can't push it because she says you can't push this button. Or you don't want to push it because you're billing her as the baddest woman on the planet. Probably not even in the top 10. Uh, l- listen, we, we can agree that Charlotte Flair is carrying this whole thing. I, I like their match 100%. at WrestleMania. I thought the physicality, I thought yeah. the match was good. Like the story, yep. the submission, you know, Ronda yep. actually won. Yep. What I Listen, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte is the best won, yeah. woman's gotcha. wrestler on the planet. Period. Period. Yep. You can start talking about who's two, three, four. Knock your lights out. Charlotte Flair is the best woman's wrestler on the planet. She might be the greatest woman's wrestler of all time. I love the fact that she put the figure eight on a man last night. I want Charlotte to wrestle men. As a matter of fact, (laughs) moving into this match, you know, put the figure eight on two more guys, three more guys, have guys tapping out left and right. If I'm Charlotte Flair, I'm looking around and I'm going, what the fuck? I'm 30 something years old. There's not one person in the entire industry who can make me better because I'm best. And I, I'm the one who has to bring all these people up to my level. And now I got to shoot badass in the ring. Who's all mellowed out because she became a mom. <laughs> but that, because that's the only, no, that's I, the only thing that I could figure out about Rhonda. God bless you. You and your husband, Travis, you're nice people. You had children. You got your farm. Like I little story, but I believe sure. either motherhood mellowed her out or she just doesn't want to be there. And they're just backing up a brain structure house. Well, there's an interesting subject that you just broached, not wanting to be there. I can't speak to that, but I know in her last two fights in the UFC, she didn't want to be there. And I know that because I did the pre-show for a fight against Amanda Nunes. We do predictions at the end of the show. And they were like, um, you know, what happens? And I said, well, the fight's over whenever Amanda Nunes wants it to be over. Like, what do you mean? Like two like well, round two? It's like, no, whenever Amanda Nunes decides that she wants to finish the fight is when it's over. It was a lion. It was a lamb being led to slaughter, right? It was clear that Ronda Rousey was not in it emotionally in it in, in pre-fight interviews. She didn't want to be there. Maybe it was money. Maybe it was some sort of spirit that had been lost. I only Ronda can answer that. Um, I don't think that's the case, though, in WWE because bull, bully. Reference the you just referenced the WrestleMania match like uh, Ronda trained extensively with Brian Kendrick and other people like Ronda put in her time. I have so many positive things to say about Ronda Rousey when it comes to her in ring prowess in professional wrestling. I am astonished at how good she has gotten. But the flip side of that is how bad she is on a microphone and how it hasn't improved whatsoever. But yeah, to your point to Charlotte Flair, not only is she the best female wrestler in the world. It's time we start wrestling, putting her, you know, start in, uh, in the conversation of just best wrestlers in the world, period. In terms of the stories she's able to tell in the ring and then the work that she does on a microphone, in terms of anyone, Bully, top five, right? MJF, CM Punk, Charlotte Flair, 
Like, whoa. There's where, a lot of really people on the microphone yes. these days. I, but I put Charlotte Flair up there with just about anybody else. Yep. I think she can hang. Yep. The problem, the, the, the Charlotte's problem, pro, biggest problem is she has nobody to work up to. Yep. Like when she stands across from anybody ready to lock up or ready to get on the microphone with, who is she like salivating? I always tell you the story about me and Hogan. Like when I was, like when I saw Hogan with a microphone, I'd be salivating because I just wanted to stick my teeth into his jugular verbally, just to top Hulk Hogan on the microphone, brother. Who does Charlotte have? She has to bring it out of herself. It's it's Uh not easy to go out there. It was a testament to her, right? And her work she, ethic. She's so fucking good at what she does. And people love to hate on Charlotte for whatever reason. Charlotte has gotten... Charlotte got out of Rick's shadow. I don't yeah. think of Rick Flair at all when I think of Charlotte. Zero. How nuts is that? How nuts is that? I mean, think about what you just said. If, you, if 10 years ago, if you would have made that comment... I, I, my head would have exploded. I would have. I was talking to the like an insane person. This is not about amount of championships she's won. <laughs> this is about right, the right. the the woman, the entertainer, the professional, the athlete that she's turned into. Whenever you see her, she she looks amazing. Whether she's in, uh, she she probably. Her her gear is probably the least flattering thing she wears because she always looks like she's always dressed to the nines. She's right. polished. She's everything. She's a star. She's got the it factor. She can she can uh, she can look like a, a beauty queen uh, one day and then she can look like a, like she's mixing it up like a tomboy in the mud the next day and get into a scrap or a fight and then everything in between. You need to put her on Good Morning America. She can do that. You need her on a billboard. You can do that. She's everything you want a professional wrestler to be. Like the Charlotte hate. It's it's greatness hate. We could agree on that. It's greatness hate. Jealous. Oh, yeah. Becky jealousy. fans are jealous jealousy, of Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, yep, Bianca yep, fans yep. are jealous of Charlotte. Uh, Bailey fans are je- Sasha fans. They're all jealous of Charlotte. I'm not saying that these ladies are jealous of Charlotte. I'm saying these ladies' fan bases are jealous of Charlotte. Because I, yep. I, I, listen, I'll sit here and I can pick holes in just about anybody's game. Not because I'm perfect, by far. Listen to what I say about myself on the Broken Skull Sessions. You want to hear brutal honesty when it comes to looking yourself in the mirror? Listen to what I say about myself as a wrestler and a worker. But after, after 30 years, I know what is good and what is not good. And that woman is better than good. That girl is amazing. I I don't even know the right word anymore. All we can say is this. Acknowledge the greatness and acknowledge how special it is that we get to operate in this time because we'll be talking about 30 years from now, right? Enjoy it while it's here. We've seen enough pro wrestling over the years, Bully. You know when something is special. If Charlotte Flair MVM, were to Charlotte Flair. if Charlotte Flair was to stand in the middle of a ring and say, screw Roman Reigns, acknowledge me, I'd buy into it. <laughs> you have to acknowledge her. I you have to. You do. You do. 
You absolutely do. The one so. and only Charlotte Flair, the queen herself. Great, great stuff from the Hall of Famer Bully Ray right there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We still got plenty more show coming your way. And speaking of plenty more shows coming your way, AEW has one more show this week. That's right, coming up later to the later tonight on a Saturday night. We got Battle of the Belts. Two, including a matchup of Thunder Rosa taking on Nyla Rose for that AEW Women's Championship. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 